This time every Thursday, of course, Bill Hughes drops in to take us back to a particular year in music and select some of the essential songs from it. Bill, you're very welcome to the programme. Where are we off to this week? <laughs> well, Bobby, uh, we're not going too far back. We're going back to the 90s. The roaring 90s, I like to call them. Back to 1993. I was sure you were going to hit me with something from 76, 78, something I could absolutely wax lyrical on, but, you know, you picked the, you picked the years here, Bill, so... <laughs> 93 is fine. We'll run with Sorry that. Sorry to do that to you, Bobby. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. No, um, um, so tell us about that year, that time, early 90s, we're out of a recession. Uh, interest rates are very high. Things aren't great. A lot of people still emigrating. Uh, the music scene, who was around? The music sort of, scene was, was rich at yeah. the time. It was rich. And there was a, a band that had started in 1980 and they were really coming into their own around 1993. They're called R.E.M., and they're from Athens, Georgia. Athens, uh, Georgia. And I know the band well. I've seen them live on at least four occasions. Oh, very good. Yeah. I'm glad to hear uh, that. So, uh, I, amazing live. Really amazing live. Where did you see them? In the RDS? I, I, saw, I, saw, them in, I saw them in Slane. I saw them in the Olympia when they recorded that album, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. which was a very small crowd. It was a really special night because yeah. they, they were about to do a world tour and they recorded this album from the Olympia, which I actually have on CD. It's That's, absolutely brilliant. It is brilliant. So they in 1993, they released a, a single. In 1992, they'd released their album Automatic for the People. But in 1993, they released a single from it that stands today, I think, as one of the great... Uh, uh, one of the great ballads and it's called Everybody Hurts and that's that's one of the songs I've chosen today. So you have Michael Stipe, um, the singer, the lyricist. You have the guitarist Peter Buck, the bassist Mike Mills and the drummer Bill Berry. And, you know, they were alternative rock at the time. They ga- gained uh, early attention because Buck had a really unusual way of playing the guitar yeah. in the same way that Edge has a really unusual way of playing the guitar for you too. Buck gave R.E.M. their sound. And, and Buck didn't sing so he's, no. he's, 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 he's I remember clearly again seeing him up on the stage uh, and Mills is also the keyboard player a wonderful keyboard player. Yeah and yeah. they were great really great musicians um, they're seen by people like Nirvana and Pavement as uh, really being pioneers of the genre of independent rock. So then Out of Time was released in 1991 and Automatic for the People in 1992. And those two albums really sealed the, the history of R.E.M. In 1996, they, they signed again with Warner Brothers. Their album deal had run out. Mm. They'd been with uh, Warner Brothers for a long time. And they signed for a reported $80 million, which at the time was the biggest deal anybody had got. And then uh, in 2007, they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and they split up in 2011. But, like, they're quite extraordinary guys because uh, Michael Stipe, or John Michael Stipe, to give him his full name, he was such a, a charismatic kind of figure and his vocals were very piercing. His voice was completely distinctive. But he was... An artist across other genres as well, being a film producer and a music video director as well as a visual artist. And, you know, that visual artistry used to come into him painting colours on his face and having the blue band across his face. But he, uh, in terms of, of filmmaking, he was executive producer for being John Malkovich, mm. uh, Velvet Goldmine, Man on the Moon, which with Jim Carrey, which I absolutely love. And there's a song called Man on the yeah, Moon as well. Yeah, Man on the Moon, great yeah. song. And uh, then Peter Buck himself, brilliant guitarist, uh, Bill Berry, 
Bill Berry was really funny. He just wanted out of the band. After 17 years, he took the money and he ran and he became a farmer. He also had, did I know, he had a brain hemorrhage or something he at did. some at just, he did. just before he left the band. Yeah. And, and in, I think just, just decided enough is enough. Too much, too much. Yeah. In recovery, then he, he became a farmer and he's just maintained a low profile. And then Mike Mills, a great bass guitarist, but as you said, wonderful keyboardist, uh, backing vocalist, uh, and he was able to play per, uh, lots of percussion instruments right mm. right across. So he could have been in an orchestra. Oh, I love you know, this so. band. I'm yeah, really oh, glad you I'm picked glad. this. I'm glad. I really love this band. Well, uh, and I, I, when I saw it, I said, this is great now because I, I might have something to contribute on this. <laughs> because the other thing, just again, we'll play the song in a second, but the other thing is about that whole college radio scene yeah. in the States, that REM were very much a fabric of that. Yeah. Where... Really, they were playing for years and no one really knew about them except college kids because there's these college radio stations that don't really broadcast anywhere else. Well, that's where you 2 came from as well, yeah. college. But there were a number of Irish bands who had huge success on college radio. You had Something Happens. You had A House. Like, yeah. A House went to number one on college radio with a song called Call Me Blue, which was a phenomenal song at the end of the 80s. And, you know, sadly, they're not a band anymore, but wonderful musicians. And college radio was where cool music yeah. was heard. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm delighted we're playing this. It's uh, Everybody Hurts from R.E.M. It's Bill Hughes' first essential song of 1993. Have a listen to this. Slide. 
Yes, Everybody Hurts by R.E.M. What a haunting melody. What a beautiful, beautiful song from Bill Hughes' Picks of 1993 and the essential songs of the 20, 21st century, I believe it is, Bill. Bill, that, that uh, you know, for an R.E.M. song, as you rightly said earlier, it's a ballad, it's a slow song, but just you just you just get sucked in and you just drift along with that song, there's, don't you? There's a plaintive quality to the voice and it does, it moves you because there's an emotion. You can feel he's holding back emotion for you to let your emotion go when you're listening to it. And uh, I've heard a lot of artists cover it for various charity singles and because they've been very generous in allowing the rights to be used to raise money for famine in Africa and for flood relief. And, okay. You know, they're, they're, they're very um, altruistic in that way and they don't hold on to everything themselves. But listening to other people cover it, I always feel they can never match mm. the quality of well, the vocal that, that Michael Stipe brought to it. So Interesting okay. listening to it there as well, just the orchestral instruments that you maybe wouldn't notice unless you were listening out for them, but there's a whole lot of layers of music oh, within yeah. it. Oh yeah, it's yeah. very, very richly produced and uh, yeah, multi-layered as you say. Well, thank you for picking that one. Now, <laughs> what, uh, what's our second song? Of- our second song, you know, uh, sadly, we recently lost Prince. And when people talk about Prince, they say, you know, he was multi-instrumentalist, record producer, actor, arranger. Uh, you know, but he wasn't the only one. <laughs> he isn't the yep. only one. There, there's a marvellous uh, American artist that he's been quiet for a while, but I love him. Lenny Kravitz. Yeah, know him. Are you a, a Lenny Kravitz? I know him. Don't, won't say I know him as well as the previous song, but yeah. I know this. Well, I, 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 know, I know Lenny Kravitz, yeah. This, and he, this he's partic- a great, great, great talent. Yeah, this particular song from 1993, Are You Gonna Go My Way? Uh, extraordinary song. And Lenny Kravitz, like he's born back in 1964. Uh, his style incorporates, you know, rock, blues, soul, R&B, funk, jazz, reggae, hard rock, psychedelia, pop, folk, ballads, like he just incorporates the whole lot and he just doesn't sing lead and backing vocals. He plays all the guitars, the bass, the drums, the keyboards and the percussion himself when he's recording. So he's one of those really, truly gifted uh, musicians and he won the Grammy Award for Best Male Rock Vocal Performance four years in a row from 1999 to 2002. And like these days, people might know him more as an actor because yeah. he's in The Hunger Games. Yeah, he plays yeah. the character of Sinna. But, you know, born into a very, you know, privileged background. He was born in Manhattan. Uh, he, his mother was a very successful actress. She she had a, an American sitcom called The Jeffersons, which was huge. Remember that? And her father was a news producer for NBC. But her, her father, his father was... Um, uh, an amazingly well-connected guy in the world of jazz. And he was a jazz promoter. And so he was a really close friend with Duke Ellington, Sarah Vaughan, Count Basie, Ella Fitzgerald, Bobby Short, Miles Davis, all the great jazz greats. And they would come to the house. And in fact, uh, Duke Ellington played Happy Birthday for Lenny Kravitz wow. when he was only five. So growing up in an atmosphere like that made, you know, something really special happen within this so young So his fella. home was a deep musical environment. Deep musical. So that was at the yeah. age of five. And then at the age of seven, his parents brought him to Madison Square Garden to see the Jackson Five. And so these influences all coming at you and also having a natural talent for being able to sit at a keyboard and play, uh, that it just came. And then it doesn't hurt 
that the guy is ridiculously good looking. Yeah. So you know he has so he he has it all going on, and uh, he's he's uh, quite the, the. I think he's such a an underrated artist on this side of the Atlantic. He's hugely appreciated in America, but I don't think we hear most uh, a lot of him here. He worked, did he not, with Madonna? He, I think oh, he yeah. also wrote some music for Aerosmith. Uh, that song Line Up was written by yeah. Lenny Kravitz, the great Aerosmith song. So oh. not only did he, like a lot of these multi-talented guys, he's willing to share it around. He, oh, yeah. he not only writes for himself, he writes for others. And produces. Yeah. Uh, and, and works a lot <clears throat> with, and is an amazing concept artist and designs videos as well. Um, I had the, the pleasure of meeting him at a U2 concert in, uh, in Fort Lauderdale. Right. Uh, when they were kicking off. The, and what was he like as a bloke? Tour. Just terribly self-effacing, quiet, unassuming, humble, very nice. I, I was lucky enough to be on the sound desk that night and I looked at one stage and he, it, Lenny Kravitz was right beside me and the, some of the audience were going mad at just seeing him at such close proximity. And then you two came on and everybody forgot to look at the sound desk. Everybody got, looked at the stage from then on. Uh, well, we played a song then. Um, Are You Gonna Go My Way? Lenny Kravitz, uh, Bill's second song. Yes, are you going to go my way? Uh, by Lenny Kravitz, Bill Hughes' uh, 
second essential song of 1993. Bill, I'm really glad George isn't here because I'm not sure that'd be his bag, but it's, <laughs> I certainly liked it. Now, George likes driving music and he likes music that you can't drive. That is, to me, an ultimate driving song that would I really power you down the road. I it's too loud and oh, there's too much. Oh, it'll be all sorts of things. But what a, there's a sexy riff. That, oh, that, that's that, great. That riff is so strong and you could just see, you know, a, a tall guy strapping on the guitar and being able to play that kind of riff would bring any room to its feet. You and know? you're right when you say he's a cool dude because a yeah. uh, cool dude with a cool song. I actually looked at that song on YouTube and I saw him playing a version of it with one of my heroes, uh, John Paul Jones from Led Zeppelin was oh, yeah. playing the bass at one of those awards yeah. where Letty was, uh, received the award. So that's... Uh, you know, again, great talent up there together. Brilliant talent, brilliant talent. Okay, okay. Um, I'm loving this 1993. <laughs> uh, it brings me back. Um, uh, let's look at our uh, our third song then, Bill. What are we? What are we? What are, what's our finale here? Bobby, I have to ask you: Did you ever go to the pod? Place of Dance. Yes. I did. Absolutely, well, I did. Okay, it was Place of Dance but pod. Some people called it the Palace of Despair. Other people called it Posers on Drugs. But it was pod. It was great, and I loved it. And the great anthem I associate with Pod was M People's Moving On Up. Uh, for some reason, 1993, that song was never off the turntable up there and it was just so brilliant. And then John Reynolds brought them in, brought uh, M People in in concert uh, to the old point and they filled it. They were phenomenal. Great talent. Oh, really, yeah. really good talent. Just- yeah. yeah, no. I just want to tell you about a band that I saw in the in the pod, and uh, I remember to this day it was a band called Eels. I don't know if you know them, the but Eels, they, yeah. I saw them. That, that their first gig in Dublin was played there, and it was absolutely unbelievable. Electric, electric, uh, just what unbelievable. A, what a venue. Yeah, yeah. I I could destroy the musical credibility of the pod by saying that's where I shot Boyzone's <laughs> video for "Love Me for a Reason," but I won't. Was it the <laughs> it was the old Finlayers wine vault? Yeah, was it was. Not? No, it was next door to that. Yeah, yeah. No, Finlayers yeah. was still there. Yeah, Finlayers was, was still. Is still going but okay moving on up uh, it's the seventh single from M People and it was the second single from their album Elegant Slumming which came out in 1993 what, what a great title for an album uh, written by Mike Pickering and Paul Hurd produced by M People and uh, it became the biggest selling single of, of M People's career and they did go on to sell, sell 10 million albums so they, they knew what they were at um, it's an up-tempo dance pop house with elements of disco and uh, it was following in the footsteps of the previous single One Night in Heaven and I, I just love One Night in Heaven it was recorded at the Roundhouse Studio in Chalk Farm in London right. but Mike Pickering's uh, he was one of the original DJs at the Hacienda Club in Manchester he was the main guy and the Hacienda Club if anybody wants to see there's a great movie called The 24 Hour Party People which is the story of the Hacienda Club but the Hacienda Club gave birth to lots of acts including New Order they yeah. came out of the Hacienda Club so there the was Happy a Happy Mondays Happy Mondays yeah. yeah there was yeah. a lot of great musical credibility The Smiths about, were they there? Uh, they, I think they had an association yeah, with it yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely so um Throughout most of the 90s, uh, the M people had their career going on. But Pickering uh, had also been a, a member of Factory Records. Mm-hmm. and Were uh, like an alternative label. Yeah. and where, uh, where artists actually got paid, in other words. That well, they, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were all on, a, on their own share. And uh, the first release from M people was Colour My Life. I don't know if you remember that. But that I was do. a white only label and it was it was a gorgeous song. But the first official single was How Can I Love You More and it was almost Motown meets Philly 
meets Stacks, goes to Manchester for a weekend and comes out as this dance anthem. And I, I just loved it. But it was very rem- uh, representative of what I would call Northern Soul. And in fact, M People's first album was called Northern Soul. And Northern Soul was something that was really happening early 80s. Yeah. There have been some great documentaries on it recently about how that Northern Soul, you know, young people who lived for the weekend just to dance. Yeah. And this is pre the drug craze of ecstasy. They were just dancing on adrenaline and uh, dancing for the whole weekend. And But but the big thing about M People was the voice of Heather Small. Heather Small. I was wondering when you were going to bring her up. Oh, yeah. I yeah. love her. Yeah. Uh, born in 1965, soul singer, and she had released her own solo album called Proud. And I, I you know, uh, what have you done today to make you feel proud? It's just one of those big anthems. And her voice is one of the main voices yeah. on Lou Reed, the, the Perfect Day that the BBC did the re-recording of. So, yeah, with Mike Pickering, Heather Small and Paul Hurd getting together to form M People and coming out with a song like Moving On Up and taking us all to the pod and getting us all up off the seats. Oh, I'm loving it. We better play it. We better play it. Let's hear it. M People, Moving On Up.
Oh, what a great song. What a great, great song. That just says party, 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 Bill. Great choice, great choice. <laughs> just makes you feel so happy. Yeah, yeah what a great song. You, you, you talked about Heather Small's vocals there, the clarity of them, the pitch. Also the, the keyboard and the bass in that. Yeah. The and, two and very, it's sort of almost been played individually. And the sax break. Yeah. The yeah. sax break is super. The yeah. whole thing. Multi-layered, great production. Uh, really, Mike Pickering played a great uh, blinder on that one. How could you not be happy listening to a song well, like that? You know, I don't know. I think, I hope we're not responsible for any crashes in the traffic tonight as people are driving home and getting, grooving on down, grooving on down. All the old pod heads will be spotting each other because they'll know their car yeah. will be rocking, yeah. Well, I'm glad I was there and I was able to have some sort of uh, rational debate with you about it because it's, as you say, George was probably never there in his life. No. Uh, but uh, the pod, the yeah. pod. What does that he, mean? He would call it posers on drugs, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So listen, I've really enjoyed uh, your essential songs of 1993. Thanks, uh, great choice, uh, again, from a ballad uh, to the great rock song of Lenny Kravitz. Moving on up there, great anthem. Three great choices, Bill. Well done to you. Thanks, Bobby. And it's been a pleasure discussing them with you, so thanks very much. Uh, we'll talk. George will be back with you next week, Bill, to do more songs of a, a particular year, essential songs of a particular year. Thanks very much for that.